Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so whoa. <laughs> We're all tech. We're all TDs today. We're all technical difficulties. Um, we get we get in person. Uh, you heard the little pitter patters of dog walks. Yeah, it'll pick up. Hello. Winnie and Winnie and Frida, our new podcast dogs. Frida's <laughs> our newest podcast dog. She's never podcasted with us. That's true. She hasn't podcasted no. with us. That's no. true. Um, well, everybody, let's welcome Frida to Sidework Podcast. Uh, she's our dog host, Frida Van Poplin. That's right. She is. She's uh, the the Tijuana Terror. <laughs> we call her a loaf of bread with eyebrows. Is what she looks like. <laughs> but we love her. But we anyway, anywho, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do really, really, guys. Welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace, and I'm Brooke Van Poplin. And again, it's so weird to be in person. In like how many? In like three years, we've been we've podcasted in person. Maybe I can count on one hand. Yeah, that's about it. So it's, I feel um, like really neurodivergent. Like I feel like I don't want to make eye I contact. Know, I, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to look at my computer and look down and look at the timer. But like, you're right there in front of me. It's so funny. <laughs> hey, guys. I, I, it's OK. We're forever changed. We're forever it's changed. so weird. <laughs> My brain is different now. It oh is. my god! But you guys, um, before we get to before we get into it, of course, have you guys have you guys subscribed? Do you have you rated? Have you reviewed? Are you telling everybody? You're telling all your friends that we're back, yes. baby. And my God, some of you have sent the sweetest little messages, taking time out of your busy days to say that you're pumped. We're back, and I I can't tell you how much that just makes yeah. my heart feel yeah. warm. That you guys were like something was missing in your life, and it was yeah. us. It was so rarely usually people feel great relief when i'm gone uh-huh, from their life uh-huh. and they're like that was that was a lot is what they i Oof. think i get um, <laughs> um my god so because we podcasted two weeks ago uh-huh. um just to accommodate you having family in town sure. some labor day stuff we took a trip i also got sick blah 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 we were talking about the incoming um, hurricane, which then turned into a hurricane. Yes. And I was on Andrea's treatment table uh-huh. naked, getting a facial. <laughs> and I was just like, we, we got that. We got a, an alert, which I think is amazing that we got an alert yes. like yes. that said an earthquake was coming. And then we were like, hey, what was that? And we looked and we're like, there's an earthquake. And, and like, it said, did take you feel cover it? immediately? 
Well, but I, I was tell because we were like moving around. Yeah, I think if we'd been sitting perfectly still, it would have been, you know, because when Andrea starts, you know, doing the moves on your face, <laughs> your whole body, you're just flopping around. No, just kidding. <laughs> but um, but she was like, OK, come on, get down. We got to take cover. And I was like, OK, I was like, wrap that sheet around your chest and like, <laughs> let's get under this table or in this doorway together just for a few minutes. Like. <laughs> And then we were fine, but it was like a very weird, unexpected day. And like, luckily, thank goodness, like the hurricane was just no, a lot of rain, happens. no wind. Thank Christ. Um, it wasn't a Burning Man situation here in L.A. That's, by any means. That is worse than what the fuck is happening. You know, when we were like warned about this crazy earthquake. Yeah, Burning Man. Yowzers. I heard uh, from our friend Jocelyn, who has a friend on the ground or in the mud, oh, if you have, if no. you will. In Burning Man, like things are fine. Everybody's okay. I mean, you saw like Chris Rock like walked a bunch of like six miles to get out and like hopped a ride, which is pretty hilarious and pretty great. Man, I, mean, I-, I know someone died, which is terrible, but I think for the most part, everybody is fine. But I did hear that like all the porta potties are overflowing, so people are just like shitting like next to the porta potties, and all the shit's getting like mixed in the mud, and everybody's like walking around barefoot. Now, I already was like, everybody's getting playa foot this year for sure, and we've talked about playa foot on this podcast before I'm pretty sure yes this is <laughs> as an esthetician this is not the kind of mud treatment that no, conjures not, nice feelings no no <laughs> um, no you know and to me that's what Bernie man sounds like anyways like a bunch of people overflow porta potties yeah, and start like shitting a, next to him anyways 94 sitch you know it's like a little more organized than that I'm not a burner to all you burners out there we're not we're not coming down on you. We're just, you know, how it's just it's it's have, a, it's a very interesting. It's a choice. <laughs> yeah, it's a just choice. like anything, it's a choice yeah, for sure. You're. I love how you're like Woodstock '94. R.I.P. Lead singer of Smash Mouth. Oh, well, did they play Woodstock '94? No, or was that the '99 no. one? Oh I yeah, don't. he did just die. But I'm just I'm just talking about the the late the mid to late '90s when we were in our prime. Um, yeah. So did have you? So you tried a new place to eat? Yesterday? Did I try a new place to eat yesterday? Yeah. I went to this place called Thunderbolt, which is in Los Angeles, obviously. Um, it's in the Silver Lake area, and it's like really fun cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. Victor- our friend Victoria is there a lot, making all sorts of fun concoctions oh. with her like Amaro brands. Oh, okay. And doing stuff there. And then they are all, they do like gluten-free, because if, if, you, if you guys didn't know, I'm like leaning pretty hard gluten-free, even though you did see me go to Buca de Beppo recently. <laughs> I broke for Buca de Beppo and very much felt it in my body. That but a couple of days after I uh, ate all that gluten, but this place does like um, a very simple. It's simple. It's like literally like eight things on the menu. That's nice. it, and it's all leaning southern. So they have like gluten free like chicken biscuit sandwiches and like fried green tomato salad and I mean, like that sounds phenomenal. It was so good. I worked ten hours doing body work and then shoved it all in my face and went home and went to bed. It was fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had I, I had to I had to relay. You know this nightmare. You all who are listening know this nightmare. Um, Sean and I were headed back uh, down the coast on Thursday. We were up in Carpentria, where mm-hmm. we love to stay, La Conchita. Mm-hmm. And there's this place called The Nugget that's in Summerland. It's a really great old Western-themed dive bar. Great with, name, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. Wagon wheels, like pictures of like Ronald Reagan on the wall. Like, he's eating at The Nugget. Um, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But we went at a kind of odd time of day. And I will here. I'm going to get you a pen. Um, It was I don't know. Basically, we walked into 
a lone server bartender host uh, sort of like, you know, when you've been abandoned because it's, you cut someone because lunch wasn't really popping. Yeah. And then everyone decided to show up at 2.30. Yeah. And we were among those people. And I was like, we walked up to the door and she just didn't even, she was just like, I'm alone. I have no one to help me. I'm going to need a few minutes. And I was like, respect, yeah. respect, like, you know, like you for just, right mm-hmm. and then once she kind of got everyone situated and settled, you know, she was great or whatever, but God, that weird 90 minute pocket where the wheels can come off at the end of a lunch shift. Jesus. I was witnessing it and it just feels so bad because she had the indoors. She had the outdoors. She was the bartender. Oh, I've been there. I've done all these things. Oh, it's a lot, especially when you're just like and you're just not used to that kind of pop. And then it's like crazy. It it gets so overwhelming. And you were like, oh, I'm not making any money today. And then suddenly you have two hundred dollars mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt that and I felt the stress. I felt the you're dread. Like, Can I help you? you think <laughs> we were all on your tables for you. Like, what do you need? I swear to God, you know, and because like once a server, always a server. I'm like, whatever I can do to assist. And you think about it too. the people who don't know and don't have eyes and don't open them and don't assess the situation. Like that's probably when places get their really bad reviews, you know, is if they come during that weird little like Bermuda triangle of service, which is totally. But I think like just saying like, like she said out loud, like I am slammed and I'm alone. Please have a seat. Like I will get to you Mm -hmm. if you choose to stay. I think it's so much better to be upfront because Mm -hmm. then, expectations are managed mm-hmm. we felt bad for her yeah you know and and like understood the situation and um but yeah of course she ended up being great we like totally. went that place. i mean it's much better than her like coming back and like being like i putting a black eye of makeup on like we've heard of <laughs> <laughs> taking time out you guys like, got beat up in the parking lot that's why <laughs> i haven't been uh oh my god it's so funny um I want to go to the Nugget. That sounds it's great. Very fun. Summerland and La Conchita are very charming. I've been entertaining ideas of opening up um, a general store. Oh my god, La Conchita with a one fun. pump gas. Uh, you know, because that's weird. Anyways, <laughs> watch Anyways. me. Anyways, uh, we'll do a vision board is our next uh, podcast theme. So oh, yeah. we'll we'll get on. But let's jump into some headlines. Huh? Yes, let's do it on this. September the 4th, Labor Day. We're recording on actual Labor Day, you guys. Who clocks in on Labor Day? I mean, we do. We all do. And servers. Everybody listening probably too. Yep, 100%. Okay, this first headline, you guys sent it to me and I was like, this wins the headlines of all headlines. Yeah, I sent it. I sent it. (laughs) Care to share the headline? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Woman sues Italy Boston after she says she slipped on prosciutto (laughs) and fractured her ankle. (laughs) Okay, so now this um, this claim is almost a year old. This was in October 7th. Yeah, I don't know why I just like it popped up. Well, because I think it's oh, because court case. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So now that it's out there and, you know, she's got her lawsuit. Um, happening. So basically, um, a New Hampshire couple is suing Italy Boston after the woman said she slipped on a piece of prosciutto and fractured her ankle. So basically, the lawsuit was filed uh, 
two Fridays ago, and now they can all talk about it. And then the article goes on to describe prosciutto. It says prosciutto is thinly sliced, uncooked, unsmoked, and dry cured ham. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and that's a piece of prosciutto. Mm, 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 mm. So the lawsuit accuses the store, the Italy, um, of failing to ensure the floor was free from unnecessarily dangerous conditions by failing to adequately prevent and or remove hazards from the premises and by failing to warn the plaintiff of the dangerous condition oh, prosciutto in the wild prosciutto just like oh my god i like this a lot i i hope that italy has new signs that say like it's like rock falling prosciutto right. might be falling prosciutto yeah. might jump off a plate and under your foot um so at the end of the day she only spent about $7500 for hospital doctors and physical therapy but of course the lawsuit is going in uh for $50,000 mm. because you know when you do you, you got to fucking milk it she also states she lost enjoyment of life sure and experienced great pain and suffering yeah. from a slice of prosciutto yeah man I, those prosciuttos fuck banana pills, little... banana pills uh, prosciutto is the new banana pills just um, as funny just as funny <laughs> now okay so what would it take to re so i'm so prosciutto it, it's not fucking greasy like a piece of salami i think if it sits out you know what i mean like it's like you know when the prosciutto has been sitting out and like the the, the grease like rises to the top a little bit when <laughs> like it like the fat the, starts glistening when the a little bit plate's been out a little too long at a party <laughs> that's kind of how i think of it plus like not all prosciutto is like created equal like uh -huh. there's different fat ratios you know and like you said there are different types of meat and what would destroy your life more would it be a capricola yeah i don't know <laughs> you know should we get into prosciutto should we get into italian cured meat an attorney open a law firm um <laughs> like, has a slice of capricola destroyed your life <laughs> Not only do we work with prosciutto, other sliced meats you might have fallen on. Pancetta. Capicola. Mortadella. Brazola. Salami. Coppa. Speck. Pancali. Lado. <laughs> <laughs> we cover it all. If you're owed money and have suffered right now at 1-800-SLICED-MEATS. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. We're working all on right. it. All right. Bye. Maybe we'll do that and turn it into a TikTok. Right. The law firm will be right next to the general store. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. But that is truly amazing. Um, so maybe you just have to start wearing some non-slip shoes when you go to certain places, you know? that's a, It's also a good advertisement for non-slip non shoes. shoes you know but like life life is just you know going the way you think it's gonna go and then next thing you know a piece of prosciutto ruins and destroys your enjoyment of life <laughs> when it's meant to bring happiness um it really is i hope this woman wins she really. was totally embarrassed that she <laughs> fell down oh okay like, you know what i'm trying to say right yeah i <laughs> That that squirrel ah! out the window just gave us a thumbs oh down. Oh boy! Okay. Oh boy! <laughs> I wanted to make a spec joke too. <laughs> Let's continue with the next headline. Take it away, Brooke. Oh gosh! All right, so you guys, autumn is here, and speaking of, um, you know, <laughs> wipeouts, uh. We just wanted to share with you um, that speaking of fall and wipeouts, um, the new the newest craze entering the pumpkin spice arena are now um, pumpkin spice scented 
butt wipes. Oh my god, <laughs> dude wipes, dump, dumpkin spice, dumpkin spice is what they're called. Um, so basically, you know, if you cannot, like, if you're that person who's like pumpkin spice everything, <sighs> any way I can get it into all my holes, um, all season long. <laughs> It's not enough to just pour it down my gullet. You all get excited. You can get in on the Dumpkin Spice crave, uh, the craze. So with the clove, nutmeg, and other fall shit scented butt Warming wipe. spices, which is exactly mm. what you want right on your butthole for sure. I really, really like this. Um, so yeah, Dude Wipes. This is a brand called Dude Wipes. And they were like, fuck it. You know, people will probably buy these just as a joke. I mean, it has 609 reviews with 4.8 stars on Amazon. I'm looking right now. Wow. Because um, you can get three packs of 144 for $14.99 that you can just, you know, flush right down your toilet, which you're not supposed to do, but most people are probably doing. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I'm a tushy girl. I, I, I don't need that. You know, here's, here's, here's an idea. Okay. Right. We don't need to clog up our plumbing and let's just go, let's just use, okay. Hear me out. Right. You hook your tushy up, mm-hmm. which, which is your, um, what are they called? Oh my God. What is wrong with me? Well, your tushy to your toilet to your toilet line. What do you took your took your tushy? What are you talking about? What are they called? Bidets. Oh, bidets. Sorry, sorry. I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's because you called them a tushy, and that's what I. Okay. Yeah, right. So, hear me out, everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go let's go one further than the Dumpkin Spice. Okay, mm-hmm. get yourself a bidet mm-hmm. and hook the line up to an to actual pumpkin, pumpkin latte. latte to a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, and then you can enema yourself because you know okay, you can kind of enema yourself mm-hmm. with your tushy. You can get yep. what, you can kind of like clean it the water in your butthole. We've talked about this before. Harold Stern talks about it actually. Oh, that's great. So like yeah, I mean you can give yourself a little coffee enema, a little coffee warming enema. spice enema. Totally fine. Totally good. My only issue with this is like as we're talking, I'm like looking at the ingredients and they're okay. But I'm just <laughs> as, like as the resident esthetician, I'm she's like, got some notes. Well, true, because if it's like there's something just called fragrance mm. on something, we know that that's pretty much chemicals and bad. It doesn't it looks okay, but I don't know, man. It sounds like headache city. And like I get it. I mean, all the, there's a there's a lot of ladies out there that might be like his balls smell just like pumpkin spice. I'm so in love with them, you know. <laughs> well, here's a fun fact, you guys. If this if this makes you feel old, the entire PSL pumpkin spice latte season mm-hmm. it is 20 years old as what? of this year. Come on. I feel old and I blame Starbucks. You want to feel old? I have a fucking nephew that's turned 21 years old. Oh, that's that's old. So that is a lot too. And uh, that's all right. It's okay. Cuckoo town. Um, So they're doing a lot of 20th anniversary pumpkin spice latte rollouts. I guess I, I guess wiping your asshole with something pumpkin spice is, you know, just put a two and then a butthole next to it. There we go. I like that. I like that. And those are our hard-hitting headlines for y'all today. Oh, my God. That's what we got. Um, That's what we got. Well, let's 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 get out of that dirt hole. <laughs> and let's get into some server stories. stories. Okay, you guys. First server-submitted story. This one, like, I feel like this is like a Dear Abby kind it of. Is. It is. Dear Brooke and Andrea. And I encourage more of it. Hi guys, love the podcast. I'm slowly making my way through the episode, so forgive me if you've addressed this kind of thing before. I'm just feeling a bit stuck lately and could use some advice. 
I'm going to try and not be super long-winded here, but I'm feeling very lost lately and unsure, and I thought maybe you guys could share some wisdom. Early this year, I got laid off. It wasn't an amazing job or anything, but they paid me really well to just sit on my ass. It allowed me to a nice work-life balance, but I worked alone almost daily. Hmm. It was the first job I got after moving to L.A., and it kind of arrested my development <laughs> Oh, my here. God, I can relate. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually, you know, I usually build my social life through the workplace and I just couldn't do that with this job. So since leaving that job, I got a new one that pays a lot less an hour, makes me work much harder and overall just makes me feel really miserable. The people I work with are also kind of miserable and mean, and I'm trying to find a way out, especially because my girlfriend has to cover me on groceries and bills and pretty much since I started the job, mm. which sucks. Nobody likes to feel like that. Um, I felt like a restaurant job would be the right answer for me, but as I've been on the job hunt, I've been holding myself back from submitting those applications for a handful of reasons. I guess I'll just list those. L-M-A-O. <laughs> One, the horror stories I've heard. Where would you have heard those? Where would you hear the horror Where? stories? I don't understand either. I'm pretty, pretty positive I'd still feel at least semi-miserable, but I'm more so afraid about what that will make me feel about myself. Okay. Two, my girlfriend has a remote job and was able to fly home last year for the holidays. I spent Christmas alone, which was okay, but a little sad. Getting a job at a restaurant feels like a guarantee that I'll be alone and working through every upcoming holiday. As a lame as it is, it's really bumming me out. All right. I guess those are just two reasons. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I feel dumb holding on to these applications, but I'm willingly, I've willingly decided not to make more money. Um, also, I'm getting kicked off my dad's insurance in like three months at my current job. And at my current job, I can't even co-pay to see the dentist. Damn, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm realizing that a better job isn't within reach for me right now. No skills or degree. If I can just say something kind of heavy for a podcast email, I'm having a hard time seeing a future where I'm happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Still, I've always wanted to try bartending. So, you know, maybe I'm being dramatic, but I'm going to apply for some bar back jobs near me hmm. after I send this out. But I guess I'm just hoping that maybe you guys can offer some thoughts or feelings you might have if maybe you've been in a place like this before. I absolutely failed in not being long-winded. <laughs> of course, I don't expect you guys to reply to this. You're not therapists or anything, LOL. But I feel like you're suited for a question like this. Thank you for your time and for the podcast, Dakota. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is a lot. It so is a lot. We'll, we'll take it piece by piece here. I would say, number one, your happiness is what is most important, mm-hmm. no matter what, Dakota. I would say, number two... I think a lot of opportunity comes out of being in the service industry because you are moving all the time. It is a, it's, it's a weird part of misery. And if you feel like you're in a weird, miserable part of your life, I don't know how old you are. Are you in your Saturn return? Are things fucked up? Ooh, she sounds are closer you, are, to are Saturn you return. young? Like, you know, like I feel like being around people who maybe are in, have the same feelings as you or people you can relate to that aren't miserable is a good thing, you know? We all talk, always talk about the fast paced service industry, kind of like checking boxes to kind mm-hmm. of like make us happy in our ADHD brains and people who have to work as a team to like, you know, get to the end result is like really positive, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I know we, we put that video up um, a few weeks ago talking about the golden handcuffs and mm-hmm. burnout. And we literally said some of the things that people regret is having tons and tons of restaurant 
experience on their resume, but no quote unquote real world experience. Well, that can be problematic if you get in and stay for 10 years and didn't want to, Sure, you know, but a few years of doing that. Um, the, the nice thing about restaurant work is you can do it as little or as much as you want and still do other things if yeah. you're willing to kick some ass. So you could be doing other things in tandem to keep filling out your resume with experience while you're making cold, hard cash. Yeah. If you decide at a restaurant. you want to get a degree somewhere sometime, it is certainly a job that you can have part time to help to bring in the money where you're not expected to work 40 hours a week and be miserable um, it's very flex. And let me say this. Anytime you go to start, even if it's your first time serving or you're a veteran starting in a new place, you're going to feel like a turd. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel kind of scared and timid. We've, we've have an episode called training day where we talk about the trail shift and how you feel really stupid and small and you're trying to get everyone to like you, but you're not really being yourself. Um, just know that that's going to happen and it's going to be a little learning curve until you feel good maybe after about a week being there yeah. and then it gets really comfortable and fun yeah, and- it gets better and people I mean I feel like the camaraderie is much easier at a restaurant with like coworkers. it's just a, it's a different feel like it's not a, it's not as stuffy it's not as like yeah that's and you know when it comes to working holidays I swear to God you'll get holidays off it'll be fine I used to be like mm-hmm. work like two out of three. So it'd be like if I take, you know, Christmas off, I'd always work like Thanksgiving and New Year's, you know, you just right. kind of have to pick and choose. And like some restaurants, like and depending on actually this year, Christmas is like the way it falls. It's like, oh, I don't think that matters in restaurant terms, but like it's it's on a weird weekend where it's like things might be closed anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah who knows? Um, But I mean, if you're thinking about it, dip your toes in, even if it was like you keep the shitty job that you have and you like bar back two nights a week until you figure out you like it. Maybe that's something that could happen. Exactly. And it sounds like you could use a little extra cash in hand and to get out of your sort of like, um, confined space and add the social element and hopefully you can make friends at the, I mean, listen, Andrew and I met in improv class and then started waiting tables together. Mm -hmm. We have, over 20 year long relationships with Mm -hmm. people that we all worked in bars and restaurants with. Mm -hmm. And it's very real, you know, it's a very real thing. It's also okay to go do your job and walk away from it, but you gotta be friendly while you're there. Yep. You gotta be cool and friendly. And you know, we've talked about all these areas, but like, if you don't want to take work home with you, it's totally possible to do that in the restaurant industry. Yeah. You just have white, you just have white mirrors until you you die. (laughs) 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 Nothing, nothing can help that. But Dakota, we wish you well. Um, you know, update us, please. If you know, if you start barbacking, if you get a job like serving, like let us know. We're- and, yeah, let us know. And also, just so you know, like once again, I'm looking at a job situation where I don't, you know, even with the weird experience I have, I'm stuck between being a television host and a TV writer, with my only other experience being working in restaurants mm-hmm. and our whole industry's shut down for everything that I've spent 20 years trying to do. And so I am sitting here looking at like what kind of food service job to mm-hmm. generate income sure. could I do? And it's okay to have your list of what I will do and what I will not, where mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I want to go work in a city 15 minutes away from where I live. Cause I'd, I like, it sounds stuck up, but I don't want to, I don't want to wait on my peers. Sure. I do not want to wait on my peers yeah, if I'm go going to do that. Baby. Exactly. So I was just thinking of working a city over where I can feel anonymous. No one knows me. And like, 
and you can have your absolutes of like, I don't want to work in like a 2 a.m. bar anymore. I just yeah. don't, you know? No. I'm just at a place where that's also off the table. So it's okay to have your will and won't and then go for it with the um with the restaurants you have narrowed it down to. Awesome. Yeah. Take care of yourself. All right. Let's 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 head into our this next story. Fun one. Okay. All right. So this is again from um Melissa. She gave us a nice little gift of multiple stories this time. So we're just gonna do one of them. All right. This happened at my last restaurant in Santa Monica. It was a small neighborhood joint with a great food and casual vibes. There was this beautiful wood fire oven at the back of the dining room and a four seat bar along the front of that oven. So whoever was working that station could chat with guests if they chose. The actual bar ran perpendicular so that along the length of the dining room, uh, so that it was along the length of the dining room. It was March of this year when we were getting an unprecedented amount of rain in Southern California. Oh, do we remember? Mm-hmm. Um, I had noticed a leak in the ceiling that I had told the owner about. Leaks were nothing new in this place. It's an old building in Los Angeles. Nothing is sealed or insulated properly. There was a heating cooling duct secured to the exposed ceiling. Like I can picture this kind of place, mm-hmm. like kind of being that industrial look. So the leak I had noticed was coming through one of the screw holes. The water was seeping around the screw that's holding the duct to the ceiling. The duct hung directly above one of the seats at the counter. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> On this relatively slow night at 7.30 p.m., I was over chatting with the hostess when I hear my coworker shout my name. I turn around to see him standing in what is essentially warrior pose, <laughs> holding the duct and the man who was sitting below it, who was now holding his head. The duct had fallen <gasps> oh, from no. the ceiling and landed on a customer's head. So I immediately moved the guy and his friend over to the bar, have the bartender chat with them while I call the owner. This bartender has a great calming demeanor and is really good at talking to people. So I knew that this person was in good hands. I offered the guy some ice for his head and he says he didn't need it because he had a titanium plate in his head. (laughs) What are the odds? The other servers started to stack wine boxes to hold the duct up off the counter. The sous chef and I stepped out back to get on the phone with the owner who was in Park City snowboarding, rolling eyes. Mm -hmm. I was asking him what I could do for these guys. Obviously, we were going to comp the entire check, but more needed to be done in in this specific situation. He said we should give each of them a $150 gift card and then duct tape the duct back to the ceiling. Is that what duct tape is for? I know, for duct holding tape. ducks? I th- no, I thought duct tape was like invented like during Vietnam to like ah, hold people's hold insides people's... out in. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Fun fact. All right. So to duct, duct tape the duct back to the ceiling and continue running services as if nothing happened. I said, I wasn't comfortable doing that. And the sous chef said no one on staff would be doing that and continued to argue with and yell at the owner over the phone. I went back inside to talk to the guy and the rest of the staff. We called all the rest of our reservations and we told them not to come in. We significantly discounted the guest checks that were in the vicinity of the fallen duct. I gave the guy the owner's email and took his, his email to give to the owner. We were all stunned by how nonchalant the owner was about this whole situation. We were all traumatized because this man could have died or been grievously, grievously injured or one of us, one of us could have been under that duct. Our handyman reattached it to the ceiling the following morning, but we didn't use those seats for a few days just to be safe. Almost exactly one week later, we find out why the owner was so unbothered. He announced he was closing the restaurant for personal reasons. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know if that guy ever took legal action, but I no longer work for that owner and never will again. Trauma bonding is real in restaurant work, and I'm still very close with those coworkers. Melissa. Oh, man. In Dakota, right there. 
you're missing some trauma bonds in your life, girl. For sure. (laughs) Um, That's a whole debacle. That's a real prosciutto slip of a story. That is, yep, that is a little more serious, I think. Like, this guy had a $50,000 lawsuit on his hands easily. But, I mean, maybe you're just more chill in general when you've got a titanium plate in your head. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, you'd be like, you know, yeah, ding. You're like... Thank God I couldn't really do anything. I, I just imagine that guy like, you know, like ramming his head into all sorts of things just to like test out the plate, you know? Ha- have you guys as listeners, have you had your restaurant fall apart and uh, harm customers or you and your coworkers? We want to hear about that because that's crazy. That is a situation when you figure out real quick what kind of scumbag the owner is for sure. Um, in New York City, our friend Julia, uh, she was in a, in a pizza parlor mm-hmm. and one of the tiles she was sitting at a table and one of the tiles of the ceiling buckled and a rat fell out of it no. onto the table and no. then the rat scurried out the door and everyone was like wow they were like dude the rat just fell out of the ceiling and like the owner of the pizza shop was like that's new york <laughs> <laughs> and when you're in new york you're allowed to say that yes that's accepted when a rat falls out of your ceiling that's New York, everybody. It's totally true. Um, I just want to do a little correction here that the first material called duct tape was long strips of plain, mm. non-adhesive cotton duct cloth used to make shoe stronger for decoration on clothing over wrapping steel cables from electrical conduits to protect them from corrosion wear. And then it just evolved. Then it was used in the war because it was like it could fix things really easy because they, they invented the one that you can just tear and like without right. cutting scissors. Right, right, right. So that I think I was thinking more super glue, not duct tape for like oh, getting wounds but i think both works for like you yeah. know yeah but guys well when we do our upcoming series on vietnam we'll yeah. um we'll definitely <laughs> or the vietnam uh, war we'll, we'll, we'll be sure to yeah, get all those side work talks about <laughs> being in the shit no. uh in a different way oh my god oh my god do, do you think the bernie man people that this is their nom right now it's very possible it's very possible i keep losing pens brooke stop <laughs> shoving them at your butthole do i need to go get you a pump a dumpkin wipe maybe Doing. I found it. I found okay, the cool. pen. Um, well, you guys, you know, if you have a server submitted story, please, you know, send it our way. We we would like to hear from you. Whether you need advice, whether you have advice for us, whether you just have something fun to say, whether you have something awful to say, funny. Like like your restaurant fell apart and yeah. harmed you or customers. We yeah. want to hear about it. So send us those emails, sideworkpod at gmail.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. 
After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right, you guys, our topic of the day. And again, one of those funny ones that I cannot believe has not come up until almost episode 200 of us doing this. And Andrea's like, what about substitutions? <laughs> what about substitutions? I'm like, that should have been Came in the to top. Me in a dream, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> should have been in like the top ten most notorious things yeah. that you deal with as a restaurant I know. worker. I think we talked about like annoying customers mm-hmm. or like what the kitchen won't do or will mm-hmm. do, but we've never like really honed in specifically on substitutions, which are the bane of a lot of people's existence. They really are, and they've become a more contentious, you know, sort of. Uh, situation that customers and restaurants are both facing at the same time. We're at this really wild crossroads where even someone like Andrea is like, can I have that gluten free? Yeah. But now we've got restaurants that are like, go fuck yourself. Well, no substitutions. Uh, well, if, if, there's and, like an, if it says I have to pay an extra $5 for a gluten free bun, I'll do it. You know? So let's, let's start out because we do have you know, listeners who do not work in the service industry, mm-hmm. they are here to learn and be mm-hmm. better humans. Mm-hmm. So let's start out with Andrea. What is a substitution in a restaurant? Um, okay. So a substitution is when you like order a burger and it says it comes with fries and you're like, can I have onion rings instead of that? Or right. you order a chicken with lemon butter sauce and you say like, can I have like the cream sauce that comes on that pasta on my chicken instead of the lemon butter sauce, which is worse. Yes. And then those seem fairly innocuous. And then the substitutions start to get wilder from there. Out of control. Out of control. Hence, it's a delicate and tough dance between the customers always right between communicating with your server and then the server going to get screamed at by the kitchen. Correct. So it is this everyone. Okay. What, what are uh, I, they do it for me all the time at this other place, yeah, which well, is I've what had, people love or to, they've done it for me here before. And right. And so it's a situation where if you don't have your entire team on the same page, right. you can start to really confuse and anger customers. Correct. But it's, it's just a big um, miscommunication all around until you streamline what is your policy mm-hmm. about substitutions. And, and so that kind of brings us on the menu. Yes. Right. And I think we're seeing more people just start to come out and write it in the fine print like it's, you know, legal, like a legally binding contract. If it's written on the menu, you got to follow it. But um, so basically, you know. Now, a substitution is not the same, in my mind, as leaving something off. What are your feelings? I agree with that. I do agree with that. Like, but there's certain things you just can't leave off. If it's like a if it's like a main ingredient of like a sauce or like what's happening, right. you can't just do that. You can't just like create a whole new fucking So then dish. that becomes a substitution. Right. If it can't easily be so for me, right. um, I you know, I can't have walnuts. So therefore I couldn't actually have this one salad because the walnuts were fine diced up. It was like mise en place with the other ingredients that go with the situation. Right. But allergies are a whole nother situation. And then allergies get to be honored it's exactly it's a lot but i would lots of respect that a lot of restaurants these days the first thing they do ask you when they come Mm -hmm. to the table is do we have allergies today and that is fantastic um and and i appreciate it because they probably had someone um you know choke on that almond uh butter but that is not what we're talking about about. we're back to substitutions (laughs) but 
But you can see the slippery slope that substitutions uh-huh, cause. Uh huh. All right. So, what are the kind of places, um, as a restaurant worker, whether you're back of house, front of house, or you're a customer experiencing it? I have worked at the yes, you can have whatever you want. The customer is always right place, and those are bad. Yeah, <laughs> those are bad, and it breaks people's souls. I think as a server and as a cook, like everyone comes in with a job that they're trying to do efficiently. And unfortunately, I think these places can cater to a real specific kind of customer mm-hmm. that come in and um, I know you have a menu, but I'm just going to come in and pretend you're a grocery store and you're my personal or chef. I'd be like, you know, it sounds good to me today. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys could whip me up, uh, I would like an omelet, but I don't want anything in my omelet. And I would like to have on the side. Uh, I don't. I can't even go well, on. No, it's but like, it's, I'm annoying it's, myself. You're annoying yourself. It gets too much. This is like too much. And when you've let like you know you've like like let the loonies like run the asylum. Mm-hmm. The lunatics are running the asylum at this point, and it really can fuck up your food cost too because they're doing like pick and choose items from each dish where the portion and the food cost has been rolled into the price you're paying, and now so you're either gonna charge them so much that they're furious at you right. or you're going to be fucking yourself over. Well, And what you're also doing is you're fucking up your times in the kitchen. Well, that is. With all the yes. substitutions. Like a menu is a flow. Like everyone knows yes. what's how to cook and what to cook and like some things come in, sure. But like if you're substituting left and right, you're mm-hmm. going to fuck up ticket times. Like people are going to be pissed off and or they don't know where their food is. I mean, have you ever rung in a ticket where you like immediately like run to the kitchen, and apologize before you get it? Oh. And what should, should just be like a burger and fries is now like a Walgreens receipt. It's yep. so long. CVS. C- those yeah. CVS yeah. receipts. <laughs> Talk about. And we see those. So like on all of the social media platforms all the best memes are the ones that are a whole page of sub this sub, sub this, this sub, sub this, this sub know that. that and it's it's this is the yes the customer is always right place because then <laughs> at the bottom then the you know then the server goes into the open note and is like fuck me i'm sorry fuck this person yeah <laughs> that's like the i'm really that sorry goes, just do this please i owe you a please, drink later please, i'll buy you crazy. a beer but you as a server you are sitting there nodding and you're like i'm about to get my ass kicked by back of house because of you totally you know like i am fine with a menu that's like sub this sub this sub this here's your cost and everybody agrees to it like sub you know like onion rings for french fries sweet potato fries a salad this this that like sub all that but it's like when people are like um well i don't want any of these like (laughs) did you see the one that was like i read one that was like yeah i don't want a baked potato with my steak so can i just get extra steak Oh my God. Just substitute more steak. (laughs) And this is okay, all you keto freaks. Um, But this is like, this is when customers don't understand that steak is a completely different price point than a fucking potato. Right. You can order two steaks. Can I just get more steak? I'm I'm very confused why I can't. Right. But then we've got like the the complete opposite of the spectrum where people where you see on the menu like absolutely no substitutions will be made. Oh yeah, I call it I call these new joints the fuck you grow up places, <laughs> um, which they come off 
pretty hostile and either you're kind of into it where you're like, yeah, daddy, tell me I'm stupid for wanting that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you get the customers who wander in not knowing what they've wandered into and it can get really combative. But there's this place here in Los Angeles called Father's Office. Mm -hmm. Have you eaten there? I have. The burgers are great. So they are known for no substitutions, no ketchup or they will fucking kill you. Um, Also, no reservations. So they're just straight up like, no, no, no. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. Love it or leave it. We put bacon on your burger and we're not we're not taking it off. If you don't like pork, if you're you know, you can take it off yourself if you don't want it. Give it to someone else. But this is what we make. And so, of course, this is the kind of place that makes its way onto like mommy chat groups where, you know, mom's always feel the most um, persecuted when they can't, you know, make the million substitutions or whatever. And then you ha- and it's it's tough because you have to be like, well, then this place kind of it isn't for you. Let the people who love it totally love it, you know, um, but it's a contentious spot because I'm more of that mid range. I like the yes, we can do that, but it'll cost you place, which is what we were instead of the place. It's like about. I'm allergic to walnuts. And then someone says to you, maybe you shouldn't be here then. Right. Which is this place in New York City. That, exactly. Like, yeah, Kenny Chopin's diner on, in New York City on the Lower East Side. Um, you have to play by his rules. It says if you ask for a substitution, you'll likely find yourself on the curb. Uh, right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people tell me that they're deathly allergic to something and I have to make sure and say maybe this isn't entirely, you know, the kind of place for you. And I, I kick him out. <laughs> I mean, so we do not agree with this. Like that is nuts. As people who like, like life happens and and a food allergy is not you being picky. It's fucking DNA and nature. And you're like, I love everything about here, but all, and you know, and to tell someone that if they have a food allergy that they just need to go packing, like, I think he says, though, he really, instead of making the dish that they want that might have the allergen, he really steers the servers to just suggest everything else. And I think that that is the way to go for sure. And say like, no, we can't do this, but how about we do this instead and we come to some compromise because like this is going to fuck everything up. And I think as a server, especially if you're like, God, my boss is a fucking raging boner. um, I think you... I think to really be empathetic and play empathetic to the allergy because you, it's a fucking lawsuit waiting to happen if you're not empathetic and don't have, but to just be like, we are so concerned with your allergy that I am really for your safety going to recommend steering clear of that altogether and let's go down this road. But and, I want and- the walnut steak without walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I know. I know. It's so, yeah. So like that, I think places like that do get a little red flaggy when suddenly it's like Gordon Ramsay screaming at you to like get lost and leave, you know. Right. Shut it down. Shut it down. They're Shut bringing it down. back Kitchen Nightmares I saw. I can't bring myself to watch that show. So on a, on a little side note. But if if we are going to give, you know, for devil's advocate, right, in, right. This, in this nice, um, you know, mashed article, it, it's like the reason a lot of these people with – and it's usually men who have their egos tied to the restaurant, mm-hmm, but okay. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, the no substitution rules, um, it's not just about the kitchen efficiency, mm-hmm. which we were talking about. Um, the chefs, again, ego tied to the restaurant, they are eager to preserve the authenticity of their painstakingly created dishes. Totally, I get that. And Los Angeles-based animal, which is closing, by the way. Uh-huh. R.I.P. So this article was a little bit older, but but when people say... Um, can can you do a substitution? His responses, but would you ask Picasso to change his painting? I mean, I'm trying not to throw up in my mouth right now, but I am trying to like 
give credit to the art yeah. and the heart and the sweat totally. and the blood and the tears. Totally. And it's look, just also like fucking chill, dude. Yeah. It's like, but you know, I, I think like a really streamlined dish that someone's worked on for years and is yes. like renowned, right? Is different than a like pick three in an omelet situation. You know what I mean? Yes, it is. And like, you should know the difference as a customer. Correct. You know? But some people just don't give a fuck because they are, all they see is things for themselves. Yeah. That is the issue. Yep. You know, um, so it's, it's, it's a tough world because when you get the worst end of the spectrum, when you get the worst customer meeting with the most pretentious chef, that's when shit gets ugly. Right. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I love that they pointed out the word hospitality means guest, but the word hostility means enemy uh, in, in Latin. <laughs> that's amazing. Right. It's such a thin line. Oh my God. Oh my God. Substitution. Mm-hmm. Subs are so crazy. They, mm-hmm. You know, I think, okay, so what we want to try and say is like to give advice, you know, to be as patient and empathetic as you can, but to guide with a firm hand as a server, especially if you're going to be a new server, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. to just be like, if you're not sure, always just be like, let me check with the kitchen. Definitely go do pull that move because they might tell you, you know, absolutely it's not happening Mm -hmm. and then go out with a different suggestion. Or whatever. But like if you really don't know the rules and your restaurant's unclear, always say, I can check with the kitchen for you. Totally. Take a minute to go back and cover your ass, cover it. Because you A, you don't want to get someone sick and you don't want to get yourself in trouble, so on and so forth. Um, but as a customer, okay, let's talk about the language and the ways you could possibly get what you want when we're gatekeeping <laughs> as servers substitutions. What are, I think to maybe start out like, I've tried to be like, hey, um, I know this might sound annoying, but I have a thing, you know, just whatever. Come out of the gates being like, I really don't want to sound annoying. Mm-hmm. I think often I've done that before mm-hmm. to ingratiate myself mm-hmm. or at least be smart. Try and think. So a thing I do, right? Trying to think of Brooke ordering a margarita at this moment. Try and think of me <laughs> right now. Um, at this point, thank God you can just say skinny margarita. Totally. And then they make you exactly what yes, I've always we've wanted. we've come a long way. We've yes. come a long way. Mm-hmm. But there's this happy hour too where they make um, vodka meals, but I don't drink vodka. Right. So I, I say, can you take the happy hour tequila? And make that a mule. Of course. And that they can do. Yes. A that burro, is if you will. Yes. A burro. And it's a it's a perfect substitution that is on the same price point. Mm-hmm. And that you don't like, I don't mean to be annoying, but could, and it, it, you just kind of have to know your place, right? right? To be like, could I have the happy hour tequila right. substituted for the happy hour totally. vodka? Bar substitutions, I feel like. Very from, different. Yeah. I mean, and look, it has been a long time since I've been behind the bar with like mm-hmm. all the beautiful mixology that's happening. So I I would, I do want to ask some people who I know have been in that world for a while, the craziest substitutions that they have gotten. And if you guys, if you're bartending and making fancy drinks all the time, let me know. Let us know. Like, do you remember episodes from way back? I think Megan Gailey was on it when we had the dirty on the side lady. Yes. The dirty on the side. Yes. <laughs> So it was like, I kind of forget the genesis of what that is, but it was like a woman who wanted all the dirty on the side. Yeah, you get the dirty, you get the martini and you want your dirty, you want your olive juice on the side, the dirty on the side, which I just went to, I just went to Musto and Frank for Brian's birthday. Okay. And they'll bring you more olive juice on the side. They'll bring you more dirty on the side if you want it. And Ooh. you can kind of extra okay. dirty up your drink if that's what you choose to well, I do. I think this lady had another layer that made her really yeah, nuts. I know, so I'll I have to go back remember, and revisit. Yeah. I'll have to go back and revisit. <laughs> 
But I mean, I definitely people are just like a splash. I just want to splash of this. The, I think I think where people are just more out to get like extra booze in their drinks without having to pay any extra money more than anything. And that's not a substitution. That's just called just trying to etiquette, you know, yeah, yeah. etiquette at the yeah. bar or whatever. Um, so just overall, uh, before we get into some a, a quick list of amazing fucking annoying substitutions, um, it comes down to costs and it comes down to efficiency. That is very much the reason you may not be getting your way as a customer because it comes down to keeping the entire restaurant happy, not just you. And so worst case scenario, change your order to something else that you don't have to fuck up into a deconstructed, unrecognizable version of the food. Or I think no one really gives you a whole lot of guff if you just ask if you could leave something off. And if they can't, they can't. So, um, pick it off, you baby. Anyways. Um, so I, I, I cherry picked some really great customer substitution shaming, um, from Reddit. Would you like to start out with a really good one? Sure. Um, hi, I'd like it to order H, the chicken Caesar salad, but can I sub chopped up hot dogs for the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and this is the thing too. Well, my mouth would drop the fuck open. I mean, okay. How much do you want to bet there are no hot dogs on this menu, right? And and or the kids menu maybe there's a hot. Dog. It doesn't. You know? So and this is when a and when a restaurant when people come in and they're like, well, "You're a restaurant. I'm sure you have hot dogs lying around." And it's like, "What the fuck are you talking so about?" Raise your hand if you want to try a hot dog Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> Sean made me scrambled eggs with a chopped up kielbasa next to it the other day. It was not bad. Okay. Um. So then someone came. And she's like, "Hi. Yes." I would love to try the beef tartare, but substitute chicken. <laughs> and they said, no, no, we didn't make it. Uh, what the actual fuck? Hi, I'd love some salmonella mm. and then try and sue you. Mm. I mean, mm. there are some places that do serve red chicken, but that's like in other countries, oh, like not fuck? here. Yeah. Where? How? You can't. I think that there are some places that do do raw chicken in like Japan or and like it's like a delicacy dish and it's like the I don't know it's a very the chicken's probably killed right away I don't know I don't know you take your chances you take your chances what the fuck there's a disclaimer on the menu like at a sushi restaurant okay um yeah hi I would like the hot cakes hold the syrup but instead I would like tartar sauce Uh, I yuck. Um, I'm kind of on the fence. I feel like this one's just well, like gross. a savory because like, it'd be like a, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But in terms of them, I think you know this person mistook the the bad subs for gross people, mm-hmm. where it's just like, all right, you can hold the syrup and bring them a side of tartar sauce. <laughs> that one I would do for someone, although I'd be barfing in my mouth. I would be like, yeah, that's true. I okay, mean, so ugh. this is the kind of thing that kills servers in the kitchen. Hi. Okay, so they say one time a lady wanted a chopped salad, one of those chopped salads with 14 ingredients with everything on the side, meaning a plate of lettuce and 14 ramekins for each ingredient. And then she ate each one separately. See, that's fucked up. Like, don't bring your neurosis like into my workplace. It's hard. I know. I know that does sound like OCD. Yeah. And it's like, well. Holding holding for dog hacking. For Winnie hacking. All right. Oh, here's a bartending one. Oh, uh, bartender made some person a Johnny Walker blue and kombucha. They got two. And ugh, they're I like, mean, that was great. I'll have another. I had a tapacha drink yesterday with tequila and that was delicious. And that's fine because tapacha is like a Mexican like kombucha almost. which like that was different. But like scotch mixed with 
anything. First of all, I just don't like scotch. No, like, really. I no. haven't. I haven't gotten a nope. It's not there for me. I told you. Too it's peaty. Smells like vomit. Mossy, smells like bile. Woody. Mm-hmm. Um, it smells like drinking bad breath. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. And if you're going to have it. Uh, no. No. I mean, no. Kombucha. I've tried. That's I've tried. For sure. I've, I've let people try and convert me. And I'm like, but let it just put one ice cube into it. Let it really open up. And <laughs> like, nope. Still tastes like vomit. Um, Speaking of the 90s, once again, here's another one. Had someone order a liverwurst and egg salad sandwich with horseradish, mustard, mayo, and onions on an onion bagel. Heated. I personally de- delivered it and said, your fart sandwich, sir. <laughs> I was in my early 20s, so no fucks given. The guy looked at me and said, hey, mate, don't knock it till you tried it. My coworker was a guest when I went back. Do you know who that is? No. Why? You just served Dave Matthews a <laughs> fart sandwich. Did <laughs> <laughs> this happen to us? <laughs> What I looked, would you say? <laughs> I looked back at him taking a bite. He gave me a thumbs up. I just stared. Not a fan of their music, but much respect for tackling such an unwieldy sandwich. So now I can all I think of is like all the fart sandwiches dung, like dropping under the Chicago. Yep. <laughs> the Chicago River, the tour boat. <laughs> right. Okay. Lady orders a rosemary lemon drop. Um, but can I have lavender syrup instead? Me. Sure. That sounds delicious. Lady, and can you make it dirty like with some olive juice? <laughs> Me, uh, I don't think. Lady, oh, and salt the rim with sugar and the salt rim instead of sugar. <laughs> Me, ma'am, that sounds lady. And then I want four olives for the garnish instead of the rosemary sprig. <laughs> Me, ma'am, I don't really think you'll enjoy that combination. Lady, hey, who's the customer here? I've been drinking since before you were born. Blah. Um, anyway, guess who sent their drink back? <laughs> also, yeah, if you ask for crazy substitutions and you hate it, yeah, that's on I you. Don't, like, if you're going to suicide your own drink, you don't like it, you got to chug that shit oh my down, God. Why bitch. Don't, yeah, I was like, you may have just enjoyed drinking the floor mat at the end of the shift. <laughs> Maybe that's. Yeah, let's just ring out the bar talent of your drink and see what you think of it. Mm. Mm. Now, that's a good drink. Now, lastly, okay, so the poor kitchen staff at a brunch place I worked at, they were so over it that when I accidentally rang in pancakes plus crab, they didn't even question it. (laughs) They just put full lump crab meat into pancake batter and served up those pancakes. I mean... I would eat that. Oh, God. Bless them and all of you for what you put up with, so on and so forth. And I would say brunch is probably the most notorious Jesus Christ. I don't even want to talk about, like, now I, I feel can't. triggered. Now I feel triggered. Now I'm triggered. We'll have to do another sub brunch. Yeah. Nope. I don't want to. Ugh. All right. That was I feel fun. triggered already. Really fun episode. All um, right. Well, guys. Get at us with your annoying substitutions, mm-hmm. what you deal with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. You know, it doesn't have to be a full story. Drop a, fu- a few funny lines in our DMs. We're opening those back up for you. <laughs> the lines are open. The DMs are open. The Dumpkin wipes are ready to go. Let's do it. All right, All you right. guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Until next week, you know, Brooke, what we say at the end of every episode. Godspeed. And good to you. Talk to you then. Bye.